according to his own biographer, Eastman is ready to put together his first roll film camera. And this is going to be a huge revelation because no more dry plates. You'll be able to have film on a roll and take multiple pictures sequentially, which will make photography so much easier. According to his biographer and his stories, he had this camera all ready to go. He was patenting it and he found out that there was a patent conflict with a guy named David Houston out in North Dakota who had patented something about how the film latches onto the little rollers. Does he say, Houston, we have a problem? <laughs> so Eastman contacts Houston and buys the patent from him and then totally unrelated makes up the name Kodak because he likes the letter K. It sounds incisive. That's according to Eastman's biographer. David Houston's niece tells a very different story about all this. She says Peter Houston, David Houston's big brother, invented the roll film camera. David Houston patented it, and then Eastman came to him and bought his idea for this camera. Peter Houston had called that camera the Nodak, named after the state they lived in, North Dakota. In the telling of the story from David Houston's perspective, Houston's invented the camera entirely and gave it a name, and even suggested to Eastman that he change the N in Nodak to a K to come up with what would be the future company name. And in Eastman's telling of the story, he did everything and just bought one little patent because it had overlapped. He didn't even need that part of the invention. He'd already invented it. Drama. Who do you believe? I think it's really suspicious that the name Nodak is so similar to North Dakota. Like, I think that's a much more likely story. But I will say, Houston went on to create many other patents. Eastman continued to buy patents from him. Houston became very rich. So they both ended up having quite a bit of success. Let's jump forward to 1888 when the Kodak camera is actually released. It's priced at $25, which is about 700 bucks now. So moderately expensive, but that comes with a hundred pictures inside of it. So you take a hundred photos, they advertise it as being as simple as clicking, it's probably not that easy. He Wind says, it. he coined the advertising slogan, you press the button, we do the rest. Yeah, and the tagline is, the only camera that anybody can use without instructions. Well, the way it would work is you would take your hundred pictures and then you would bring it to Kodak or mail it in, and they would process everything and either give you the negatives or give you some prints. And I really think that this was the invention of the what we call the razor and blades business style. Yeah. Razor and blades is named for Gillette, the razor blade company, because they sell the handles super, super cheap, but the handles have a little proprietary blade clip on there. It's a, it's a smart business model because people are drawn to the super cheap handle, but then they end up spending way more money over their lifetime on the replacement blades. The same thing happened with the Kodak cameras. The original body was fairly inexpensive, but if you ever shot film, you know, 10 years down the road, you've bought hundreds of roll of film and you spent thousands of dollars on the film and the developing. Kodak was pretty proprietary. Nobody else made the film, nobody else processed it, so they really did own the entire process from start to finish. The next big innovation was in 1900 when Kodak launched the Kodak Brownie. I should mention that they changed the name from the company from the Eastman Dry Plate Company to Eastman Kodak. That's how fond Eastman was of the Kodak name that he apparently invented entirely from scratch. <laughs> so we have a Kodak Brownie here that's a slightly later model, but it's a very simple box with a hole in the front and 
a button that you push and then you wind it. Can I tell you something interesting about the Kodak Brownie? Yeah, please. It was the first camera for Ansel Adams, Mary Ellen Mark, and even Stanley Kubrick. That is so really cool. It made me wonder, had photography not been so accessible to people at that point, would we even have an Ansel Adams? And Eastman had indeed created a camera that was small and portable and inexpensive. At this point, the camera was down to $1 per camera, and the film was 15 cents. So it was getting less and less expensive, but it was making more and more money in volume. Then in 1910, 1914, we see them building up their presence in the Rochester, New York area. They're building big headquarters and factories and really becoming a huge part of the Rochester culture as well as one of the biggest employers. 1914 is about when World War I starts too. Yeah. And that's significant for photography and camera manufacturers because suddenly we had all these especially young men traveling for the first time, maybe last time in their lives, and they want to take pictures, right? But the brownie is actually a pretty bulky box. So Eastman develops what they call the vest camera, which is a folding camera where the lens is sort of bellows and it extends out and you can fold it up and keep it in your vest. And Eastman creates some pretty brilliant marketing around these soldiers with taglines like the parting gift, a vest pocket camera. And the image shows a woman kind of handing it to her soldier as he's being taken away. Ooh. It felt like photography was in a very dark place because there were so many images of war and death and such, and Eastman yeah. wanted to brighten it up. I really credit Eastman and Kodak with creating family photography. Even their taglines are their marketing. Prove it with a Kodak. And the advertisement shows a happy family fishing. Dad's got a big fish that he's holding up and mom is working the camera with the kids. 